Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast. My name is Alexi. I am your host. And today I have a very special guest and a friend of mine, uh, Daniel Roberts. Hey, Daniel, how are you going? Alexi, thanks for having me. All right. Daniel is a uh, business owner uh, that I personally find quite interesting in the way he thinks and what he does. So, Daniel, tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, your business, uh, and I guess that's how that's all come about. Yeah, so we run a um, a family business called Secure Lux, which is a CrimSafe licensee for Southeast Queensland. So I've been involved in it pretty much since I left school, and um, it you know it's a third generation business. So we've been uh, we've been working together as a family um, since you know two thousand and seven, um, and that's obviously had many different transitions. Um, so, you know, when we, when I was first there, there was five members, we're now up to 34. So wow. all of our roles have sort of, I guess, had to evolve and change as we go. So now, you know, some of us are working on still the everyday functions, but, um, you know, we're spending more and more time, I guess, improving and fine tuning the business. But, um, yeah, in terms of our offering to customers, uh, we offer, you know, CrimSafe residential, commercial, um, and wholesale when you know when required and we've got a couple of other products but um we do the whole process from sale manufacture right through to install and after service yeah and for those of you who don't know the crimsafe product is those uh, super tough um, uh, screens that basically go over your windows and it's a great solution for uh, insects and also uh, intruders such as thieves as well so it's a pretty high-end uh, solution so in terms of your business uh, and obviously there's been quite a lot of growth where do you sort of stand in the southeast uh, queensland right now are you sort of like within the you know, top five top three or you know wh where is your business uh, situated in terms of uh, market dominance well, I believe last that I heard, we're number one in terms of residential sales of CrimSafe. Um, so a lot of that's got to do with the fact that we focus on security as it's, you know, as the core sort of function. We're not sort of attaching it to a blind shutter company or, you know, like a glazing company. So our sort of, our future lies in the security space. So we're just constantly focusing on that. So CrimSafe's at the front of our mind when we're selling to customers. Mm, that's great so you've got a great product and you also offer a solution for security i think that's really smart because a lot of people uh when they offer their services they look specifically at they as their product as just a product not as a solution so i think that's a that's a big winner right there okay so tell us a little bit uh, about uh, working with the family i mean i hear a lot about you know family-owned businesses and so on it must be quite a challenge there and obviously if you've been doing it uh, across three generations for so long i mean what are some of the challenges and what are some of the tips that you may potentially share with some of our listeners in relation to working in a family business yeah no definitely so i think from um a lot of businesses that i guess go through that process of starting out as a sole trading business and then sort of you know they get really good reputation then build into something bigger they quite often bring on family members to help you know fill that capacity or you know play to different strengths and stuff um to to give our overall solution so you know that might be a you know, say a husband bringing the wife on to do the books or something like that. So that's that's pretty much how our business sort of, I guess, started. We we um, you know, when when we left school, uh, me, my brother, my sister, who are all in the business, um, you know, we all found ourselves in different areas within the business, um, doing different functions. So we actually found, I guess, that um, you know, trust plays a big part in 
in business. And I guess you kind of, well, you'd hope if you have a family business that, you know, <laughs> you've got trust in your family members. So I think um, that's probably something that we've been able to rely on quite heavily. Um, so, um, but in terms of, I guess, the challenges and stuff, I think, um, you know, if you can, you, you know, you got to be able to set out expectations because as, as your business grows, um, you know, you got to think about, you know, not only what you want within the business, but you've got other, you know, family members that have wants and, you know, have different pathways that they want to take. And, you know, you got to then factor that into your decisions and start thinking about it as well. If I want this, how does that impact everyone else? So I think, you know, spending some time setting out those expectations as soon as possible is um, probably something I would recommend. Um, try and eliminate the unknown. So, you know, if you turn around and want to go away on holidays for six months in, th in three years time, well, what does that look like for you in the business? And what does that look like for the family members? So I think having regular transparent conversations and trying to align everyone's goals is probably the challenge. But I think if you can get that, that right, it's also could be a strength. Mm. Yeah, well, it sounds like team culture is completely another level. Um, that's awesome. Well, okay, I guess um, you're very big on things like uh, implementing systems and processes into your business, and obviously, uh, I think that's been one of the uh, one of the key uh, reasons why your business is growing so much. Um, can you just maybe take us through a couple of uh, things that could potentially help some business owners when it comes to sort of systemizing and uh, you know defining processes in order to sort of facilitate that business growth? Yeah, so I, I guess um, everyone in their business gets frustrated when they sort of run into the same problem. And I find quite often, not only in our business, but with other business owners um, that I speak to, that quite often they're just going, why can't this be simple? Or why doesn't my team get this and get that? Um, so I've always tried to look at um, learning from your mistakes as quickly as you can and how much can you control as the business owner? So I think the systems and processes side of it is probably where you can control that, as, you know, as best as possible. So, you know, we're always looking at ways to, you know, whether it's automation or put, you know, we've got our own software now. So, you know, put things into that to eliminate the possibility of, um, you know, a team member making a mistake if it's something that, you know, is repetitive or could be captured. So, um, and once you do that, it's also, I guess, making sure that you've got, um, you know, the team's understanding as to the mistake and why it happened. And, you know, if you can probably present it to them with visual aids and try and keep it as simple as possible. Um, you know, I think that's important because if they don't understand why the mistake's happening, well, you're not going to be able to fix it no matter mm -hmm. what, unless you can completely eliminate their their you know, component of the process, you know, if you're relying on them to understand it and they don't, you're mm. going to keep into the same problem. So I find yeah. that a lot in our space and, um, you know, there's, there's so, um, you know, for us, we're building a custom product every day for different customer houses and everything. So, you know, say for, as an example, like a measurer, if they keep making a two or three mil mistake, every single time you're going to end up with revisits to fix that. So it's so important that they actually know where they're looking. So 
Um, you know, we use things like getting photos on every job now. Um, there's magnifying tools and stuff like that to zoom into exactly where you want them to measure, you know, videos um, and anything that can be turned into a calculation we put into our software. Mm. That's great. Well, I think overall, um, the systems and processes are the key for you to be able to scale your operation. Because if you work by yourself or you've got a business associate, typically you don't really get to the point where you need to explain these sort of things. And this, this is where I find a lot of businesses get stuck. They sort of work by themselves. They can handle a lot of work. And then, you know, if they hire somebody else, that's where the problems start to happen. And putting a system in place sometimes seems either too complicated or too simple. People sometimes don't believe the fact that it's really like 10 steps that you got to go through and check and uh, do that uh, as opposed to basically just do it intuitively and get proper training. I think, um, yeah, that is really a bottleneck for a lot of businesses. Sounds like in your case, you've really um, spread out the whole business into manufacturing quoting installations and then you've got obviously your sales stuff as well um good on you mate i think that's that's excellent is there something else that you can add from the the whole structure of the business as to how that sort of help you scale yeah i think breaking it down into different departments is uh is a big thing because then you can look at it from the different sides of the business so for us like we find our admin side of the business is quite logical so they'll take everything you say very like logically where you might have, say, your sales guys and their attention to detail might be slightly different. So they, you know, you need to make it super simple. Like they, they'll get lost in the the detail. So I think you got you you've got to like look at your processes and systems and you know make sure you're also aligning it with like you know you, the team that you have and what they're capable of doing. Right. So this um system that you've put together, you're obviously using it for your business. You and I had a brief chat about it. So the name is Worker X, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell us, tell us a little bit about it, and uh, what are we sort of, uh, what should we expect in the coming month uh, to sort of see? And I guess who is the system for? I mean, obviously, you've made it very specific to the way you do business, and I can certainly think that many other businesses can relate to some of the processes. But who is the system for? And you know, tell us about it. Yeah. So. Um, the motivation for starting the system was really my dad. So I looked at him, you know, all the way from growing up right through to the early stages of our business. And I thought to myself, you know, you know, my dad has such a big overall sort of understanding of the business and has to make so many decisions every single day. How can he keep that going you know, when this business turns from five to 35 people to, you know, hopefully one day 50 plus. And so, I, you know, I started to think about it and I was like, I'd love, how cool would it be if there was a tool out there that you could sit there with your morning coffee as a business owner and be able to actually un understand your business with data. So, you know, there are tools out there, there's, you know, the CRMs, zero as an accounting platform, like you can get all the different aspects of, mm -hmm. um, of your business, but I wanted to create like a one-stop shop for that. So, you know, simple things like, you know, in our factory, we can see the production per person, per team, per day, wow. you know, and understand like if we're not hitting certain targets, what is it? Is it the flow of the work? Are we, are we not getting enough for the size team we have? Do we need to look at other, um, you know, avenues to rev, you know, to bring in revenue and stuff to, you know, maybe say wholesale like do we target more wholesale so that we can support the team to hit their targets mm. so um we wanted to create something that i guess was a one-stop shop so the business could run through there and you know it's always going to need to feed through things like zero for 
um, the accounting purposes, but that doesn't mean we can't integrate and make, you know, job entry a 10 second job as opposed to, you know, a six or seven step thing because you've got six or seven different um, platforms doing your, you know, your project management, your CRM, you know, your accounting. Um, so we we wanted to build that. And then we started to look at it from the other side and we thought, well, the business's purpose needs to be aligned with individuals' purposes as well. So, you know, could we create something potentially where, you know, we could have every single person in our business from an office person answering the phones to a factory person producing the product on, you know, have a variable earning potential. So, you know, if they if they do more than what their sort of base earnings um, is for the day, could they earn more money by being more um, efficient? So we thought, well, if we can then be transparent with that and show diagrams, show, um, you know, basically have live data throughout the day, are we able to push people to get that 5 or 10% more out of them, knowing that it aligns with their goals of earning more money, um, you know, from the job that they're doing. So we feel like we're kind of seeing it from both sides and almost being the broker between the business owner and the employee. Um, so our end goal would be to commercialize and target other trades as well, because it is quite customized to security screens at the moment. Um, but there's so many different aspects of it that would be relatable, I think, to business owners. Yeah. So somebody with a team that's got some clear KPIs and wants to basically uh, focus on things like efficiency and help their team, I guess, uh, be more efficient and benefit from that as well. I think that's that's excellent. I personally find that it's very difficult to scale your operations because, you know, when you train people, you bring bad and good habits along with your training. And if you delegate it as well, vice versa. I actually had a meeting just with a business owner this morning. He was telling me that he's changed the processes a little bit and started getting a little bit more involved in the setup of the job. Uh, and that's actually increased the efficiency of his uh, work by 50%. So it's quite interesting where you can just click a few things around uh, and things can really start flying as well. But if you have a system that allows you to support a business um, on a larger scale, that that's excellent, mate. So can't wait to can't wait to see it live. Excellent. Yeah. Well, there's also we do have the configurable stage as well, so you know people can obviously tailor it to different things. So like even with training, um, we've got um, a hint section. So anywhere that you need a hint to pop up, whether it's step by step instructions, videos, um, and all that, it's all going to be there. So you know for us, like our measurers, our sales guys. Don't have to go and look at a paper manual anymore. They can basically have it pop up on their phone or their yeah. iPad. So yeah. very exciting. Well, as a journey, mate, this sounds like uh, Domino Pizza to me. I mean, I'm sure you know the story, but uh, Domino Pizza is no longer a uh, a food company. It's an IT company. It's a technology uh, company. And what they've done has um, allowed them to dominate the entire pizza industry across uh, the whole country. In fact, I actually have some friends who work for Domino's and it seems like they do things at a completely another level, anywhere from marketing all the way to delivery and uh, the future technologies that are coming up as well. It's absolutely fascinating, mate. So I wish... Uh, uh, WorkerX, uh, I guess the prosperity that uh, Domino has been able to introduce into the industry from the IT technology perspective. That's excellent. Mate. Um, yeah, and on Domino's, the, um, there was a podcast called Business Wars where they they talk about Domino's versus Pizza Hut. It's quite fascinating. Mm. It's like a six, you know, a six um, podcast series and you can see why Domino's went down that path. So it's quite a good listen. 
Sounds good. Um, I got to ask you this. I mean, this worker X and what you're doing with the company, where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, surely it's very hard to work in a uh, team environment, especially if it's your family. I mean, you got to get the new ideas from somewhere. You got to develop in some way. Would you recommend any particular books or is there a coach or is, is there something that potentially contributes to your growth and your business growth as well? Where do you get your inspiration from? Um, I think I don't like to, I guess, I guess my motivation is I don't like seeing something incomplete. So um, that that's probably motivated me. And then also the whole idea of everyone should have home security um, because, you know, when you walk through those doors, you want it to feel like your home, right? You don't want to feel like you, you know, you're going to bed scared and everything mm. like that. So, so I feel like that's a massive passion and motivation for me is how do we, how do we bring that into everyone's um, home? And so part of that's, you know, getting getting our customers better educated earlier on in the process so they understand the products and everything like that. Um, so how do you do that? And then that's, I guess, where the software is and the processes and everything come into it. Um, right. In terms of books, um, you know, I think um, I, I read one about um, Pixar, I think it's called Create Creativity Inc. Yep. Um, I think I love I love those sort of books around culture and getting the team feeling like they're part of the purpose. So, you know, if you can create the vision as a leader, um, and then align that with the individual's goals and stuff as well, and allow them to open up with their ideas and you know actually adapt, um, adopt some of them. Um, you know, you're building an ecosystem with these people. So, you know, you should all be going in the same direction. So that's a, that's a good read. Absolutely. Well, yeah, there's definitely uh, got to be much more to work uh, if someone's going to spend a third of their life uh, Monday to Friday doing something. So, mate, I think you're a spot on there. Now, are there any tips that you can potentially give to any business owners that are thinking to develop their business or maybe feel a little bit stuck uh, at a certain level or of their business journey? I mean, what tips would you be able to give uh, other business owners? based on your experience yeah no i think um invest in your business so like you know actually seek out professionals in their spaces so like you know as an example for myself i'm quite across marketing i studied it but you know by no means am i focused on it every day so that's i mean that's how you and i connected was you know with marketing and we've been able to I've, you know we've been at, we haven't looked back ever since because i you know I've seen I've seeked out a professional in that space and I take I take on your the advice that I've given. And it's the same with legal and accounting and you know business advisors. Like I do think that there's a there's a need for all of them in your business. Um so also that idea of um don't wait for you know disasters to strike, like constantly almost have this forced evolution mentality where um you know if your if your business relies on installers and you've got one or two installers and one of them sort of leaves overnight, you're going to spend months and months getting back to that same spot. So once you find that second person, start thinking about who it is or how you can start to build your capacity from day one. Don't wait till you know it's too late. Um, and as a business owner, you don't need to be the specialist in everything. I think so. You know, if you can actually embrace the fact. Um, I think Richard Branson does it quite um, well where he sort of says, you know, he's happy to be the dumbest person in the room. So, you know, if you can 
if you can go into a room as a business owner and be happy that everyone's talking about your business and you don't understand half of it, but it sounds good, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> so don't don't great. don't let pride, don't let pride get in your way and embrace it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, personally, I think uh, the whole idea of who, not how, which is what you mentioned, engaging people to help you with certain areas of the business is a huge concept. In fact, there is a book called Who, Not How by Benjamin Harvey. I think I've recommended it a couple of times. Um, I think overall, the idea of getting something done, uh, you know, in the best way possible is really one of the things that a lot of business tend to somehow uh, avoid. And it's not really so much about they don't want to do. It's more about when you start the business, you seem to have so much free time on your hands, you want to do something. And as you get busier, you have that bad habit of carrying that across and you end up still doing everything yourself, where really half the things should really be delegated. And obviously, everyone's got a different skill set as well. It's it's fair to save someone studied marketing to give it a good crack. But at the same time, studying uh, something and having practical experience or something of what actually works are two completely different things. Mate, um, I think you've covered some really, really good points. Um I really think that, uh, you know, WorkerX can make a big, big difference. So definitely we'll be uh, looking out for something like that. If anybody wanted to connect with you, how would they uh, find you? How can, can how can they connect with you? Yeah, so probably the best place would be on um, LinkedIn. Um, just, you know, happy for anyone to connect with me. Um, we're going to be launching a website for WorkerX and trying to, you know, get the, the software out there mid-year, so June, July. Um, and we'll, we'll be offering some consulting with that as well, because, you know, not everyone can look at a problem and necessarily find the answer. So if we can sort of help fill that, fill that void, um, that gets me really excited. I'm pretty passionate about giving business owners a, you know, a fair platform because sometimes I think they're the, the unsung heroes. Um, so yeah, quite excited to work with some other businesses and see how we can adopt uh, WorkerX in their business as well. Sounds good. So guys, if you're looking for Daniel Roberts, um, Google up Daniel Roberts SecureLux and I'm sure his uh, LinkedIn profile will jump out. Otherwise, uh, check out securelux.com and I'm sure you'll be able to find contact details and proceed from there. Daniel, thanks very much, mate, for jumping on a, on, on a webinar like this. I think, um, you know, from my perspective, I really want to share real uh, business owner stories and experience with other people that are either thinking getting into business or potentially have got a business that they want to fine tune and take to another level mate thank you very much i think you know what, what you've uh, mentioned so far can definitely provide some good direction mate absolutely yeah uh, thanks for having me on and um hopefully we can do it again soon sounds good thanks mate Bye.